Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Seven point five 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 six. All right. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey guys, Fred. I snuck in. <laughs> and our good friend, we haven't heard from in like I don't know how long, Chris Rybert. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up, man? Busy. It's a summer of everything. Nice, nice. This is episode number 86, Catching Up with Chris Rybert. All right. Nice. So how, how's everyone's week been, man? Who wants busy. to start? Fred, you say busy. Start. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned it last time. Actually, no, I, I missed last week. Uh, I, I bought, and it's, it's actually written down here as Damn Motorcycle. Uh, I picked up a little 1970 Yamaha Enduro. It's a CT1B. Nice. And, and it's a cool little bike, but, but. <laughs> it's uh part it, it's in parts all over my shop right now. So there's no RC stuff going on in there. It's it's the uh motorcycle repair shop. Oh, nice. That's cool though. You got I'm hoping you got it real cheap, right? Oh, I got it for, you know, a few hundred bucks. So yeah. Nice. What make is it? It's a Yamaha? 1970 Yamaha CT1B. Oh. My friend had a Yamaha, not a Yamaha. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's similar. That's, uh, it's that's, a knockoff brand. Yes, yeah, that's a knockoff. It looked like a BSA. It looked like a like a sixty style Triumph. Well, yeah, BSA, that's what appealed to me. Yeah, you, know, you that, sent me a that, picture, and I was like, "Wow, that def- you know, because it has like the tank guard on it." The, the yeah, well, the, the, and, the um the exhaust guard. Yeah, you know, it's got that kind of semi oval. Uh, muffler on it with the uh, the chrome cage around the uh, you know the outside of the, the exhaust. It it just it looked cool. You know, it'd be a nice little thing to kind of poke around restoring and take out and ride. And it's street legal. I can I got the title for it, so I can slap a plate on it. How many CCs is that thing? It's a one seventy five. Now, are you talking about the green one or the red one? Because I'm not sure which one I sent you a picture of. Because the oh, other I thing, know. I don't know. Um, I got I got my uh, let me let me make sure I pronounce it right. Honda. Uh, seven fifty. Then trade, trade for a handa. No, it's not a handa. It's uh, <laughs> a, and, and not to take the uh, RC podcast into motorcycles, but here we go. I got a, a two thousand seven Honda Shadow, but this guy had a nineteen sixty. I think it was sixty three or sixty four uh, Honda S ninety. It's uh, it's it's just immaculate. It looks great. Now the only difference is it's not full pure stock. They got a kind of cafe racer style uh, bars on it. But it looks sharp, so we're gonna see about doing an even trade. Nice, dude. You sent me a picture of the red one. The red yeah. one looks like uh Yeah, that's that kind of it's style. got that weird center center post instead of a you know the traditional frame, it's got that kind of um boxed in center post. It's quirky looking. Yeah. And uh it's it's a large scooter is all it is, but I, I after the last you know overnight road trip on the seven fifty, uh I decided that that's not something I want to do. I'm going to travel in a vehicle from then on. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. carry more stuff. I'm I'm in and out of the rain during the driving. You know, little things like that. Cool. And then RC stuff, yeah. Um, I picked up one of the little uh, E-Flight, the little micro Waco. Waco. Oh, 
Go. Did you? Nice. Oh, that's cool. Okay, the plane is awesome. I will say that. The plane, it flies kind of nice. Um, I haven't had a chance to really fly fly it. Uh, when I took it out the field, some moms and kids showed up, and they were all out in the middle where I was trying to fly, so I brought it in. Mm-hmm. Now, it is fragile. Be careful with it if you buy it. I uh, I ripped the motor cowling off just by trying to unplug the battery. Oh, jeez. So <laughs> it's going to get a little bit, a couple of dabs of Gorilla Glue, but a couple of dabs of Gorilla Glue will be enough to put it back to new. But it is, it's it's cool. Now, the thing I don't like about it is the batteries it uses has a custom plug, so you can't plug it into your, your standard LiPo charger. Oh, you really? have to buy their, their special plug for it. It's a 2S? It's a 2S. It doesn't have a balance and a discharge lead. It has this combination thing that doesn't fit either. The Beast was kind of like that. The yeah. uh, UMX Beast that I had. And I made a, I made a JST one, yeah. jumper to that so I could get the little tiny 2S JST with the balance poured on it from, uh, yeah. from Hobby King. And it, it might end up going that route, but for now, it's, I, it's went ahead okay. I spent a couple of bucks, got the, the converter, you know, the cables so I can charge them. Uh, but it, I mean, the, the plane's awesome. Nice. And then the other thing I did is I bought this little um, ISDT, the Q6 Plus, yep. um, the little pocket charger. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, you know, I want something I can take out in the field with me and charge up these little, you know, for like the Gremlins and the, and the Waco. Man, this thing would be perfect for charging those. You can knock it out in a, just, you know, quick. Um, hey, is that a is that a charger in your pocket? No, I'm just happy to see you. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, for backpacking travel and stuff like that, I think that's going to be a, a, a winner. And I got I went ahead and spent the money, got the uh, the power supply that goes with it and stuff. But you can you can plug in a large lipo, or you can uh, mm-hmm. plug it into the wall. Nice, dude. You should go look at those charger cases from uh, Joe Cashwell. He makes awesome little boxes for that charger. Oh, really? Yeah. We gave mm-hmm. one away at the fun fly. Yeah. The, the little micro one? I, I'm, I'm, now I'm going to have to go look that up while you guys are talking and I'm not listening. Yeah, Rotocraft okay. RC. Go check him out. Perfect. Check check out the 903. Really cool guy designed it. Who's that, you? <laughs> Rot- <laughs> Rot- Rotocraft RC? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> cool. So while you look that up, let's see. Who's next? Well, I don't want to bring the podcast down or anything, but I have to tell you that, guys, that uh, I went to the doctor this weekend and I actually was I'm diagnosed with CRS. Can't remember shit because um, I went to the doctor. Welcome to the family. I, I went to <laughs> I went to the flying field. I forgot my power cord for the charger. <laughs> what else did I forget? I'm lucky I didn't forget my damn left arm. I, I forgot. The three batteries I have for the 690. I forgot the, yeah. the canopy for the nitro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was a mess, man. But I, I was there. I was at the field. Yeah. And uh, flew the Oxy a bunch of times. Been trying to do those Mobius transitions. And uh, I'm getting them down on the sim. But I would have liked to have tried them on the 690. But I, I didn't I didn't even, didn't even look like I was doing them correctly. Though. I was still, still got to work on them a bit. But I'm yeah. getting I'm getting a lot more comfortable just flying in general just not worrying about i'm not thinking about trying to keep it in the air as much i'm just try, now now i'm actually like thinking about what i'm doing and i don't know i'm just getting a lot more comfortable flying helicopters for some reason uh, i think the sim helped out with that a lot mm-hmm. so i flew the nitro a little bit once or twice and i think i have red loctite somewhere but i got a red loctite some stuff on that yeah mm-hmm. muffler bracket yeah especially yep. And I successfully flew my Hobby King P40 with a ton of nose weight. 
Yes, we saw that. Nice. Yeah, man. We're in the pictures. That mm-hmm. was that was really cool, and it was it was gusty. It wasn't. I probably shouldn't have tried to fly it, but I <laughs> I want to see if I could fly it before yeah. I mean, the fuselage is banged up, and I have a replacement one. I wanted to see if it would fly with the nose weight and see if it needed any more or less. I mean, it seems about right. Yeah, Bigger, right? Good. Before I moved it over to the new fuselage, yeah, and that thing moves out. I'm flying it on 4s, and it isn't the stock prop. I think it's the it's just a two bladed prop that I put on there because I banged up the other one. But yeah, dude, that thing freaking moved out. It was it was a lot of fun. It retracts and flaps, and uh, yeah, it came in nice the first time. Second time, I kind of nosed it over a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm very close with success, Vig, and I was working on that a bit. Nice, but I had a good time flying, even though it was gusty and and all that. I had a good time. So what do you guys been up to? Let's see. So yeah, we flew Saturday. It was good and bad. Uh, I was really just you know I really wanted to fly an N7. Everything got fixed. The canopy's there. Like, I already broke it in and got, like, five, six flights on it. And, you know, so I bring it out Saturday, and I, I start it up, and it starts right up. And as soon as I go into motor start and, you know, start spooling up, the motor just clicks and dies. And I'm like, hmm, that's kind of weird. Let's try it again. Click. Nope. It dies. So I'm like, all right, something's wrong. Look at, you know, I take the plug off of the, the fuel tank, uh, the vent line, and I'm like, Okay, I don't hear any pressure. You know, usually it spits out a little psh. No pressure, so I was like, okay, so something's got to be wrong with that. I look at it, and the little O-ring kind of fell off of the the vent outlet, I guess, or whatever, the adapter for the vent. Um, so, yeah, so that grounded that bird, but I did get a chance to fly the Oxy-2 a whole bunch and the uh, Goblin Black Thunder. It was so overcast, and you were flying that thing, and we I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Neither could we. I know. I couldn't tell. There's times where I was like, I'm TikToking. I'm like, I can't tell. Like, <laughs> I can't tell if it's coming at me or away from me anymore. <laughs> like, it's just. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I need to do something about that canopy. Maybe, maybe I'll once I get some funds set aside, I'll, I'll I'll get a custom canopy for that because I I do love flying that helicopter. It's just very hard to see in anything but perfect sunny blue skies. So. Once he gets some funds set aside, Fred. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. keep keep listening because something else is coming. I'm, so, um, yeah, of course, of course, something else is coming. Uh, let's see. So, besides that, I got my oxy parts in. So, you know, put in an order. Probably spent like two hundred bucks on freaking oxy parts. Um, but I got that rebuilt. So my oxy three is has a brand new speed canopy. It's now. Black and yellow instead of black and orange. And um, I'm getting that built up, and that's pretty much done. Cool. Besides that, uh, locally, which is kind of weird, um, I, I bought another helicopter. What? I, I know I, I know. I was, I was talking about it in the uh, the last episode a little with Todd that I wanted to get something. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, first of all, I want to thank everyone who reached out to me. Uh, a lot of folks reached out to me and said, you know, don't buy another helicopter. I can teach you how to auto, <laughs> you know, and all this stuff. And I was like, awesome. I already bought another helicopter, so <laughs> it's already done. Um, I, I, I was looking on, I was trolling on Facebook Marketplace, and I always troll for anything RC, whether it's land, boat, you know, helicopters, planes. And this one guy, uh, I saw a post from him before, and I think I spoke to you about it, Kevin. It was a, it was a guy who was selling a plane that had two 
46 size motors on it, nitro motors. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, Earlier and then... when but, you were doing the nitro thing. Right. And then, I guess, a little bit later on, he posted a T-Rex 600 nitro. And I was like, okay, you know, it looks... It had, oh, you didn't get to see it. Um, It had wooden blades. I, had, I have a set of wooden blades now. I did see your post about it, but I didn't actually see it today. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it has wooden blades. It's really old school version, like pre-version one, I'll even say, because um, I, I have folks take a look at it they're like, that tail box looks really weird. <laughs> no, <laughs> really? Ever seen that. I can't even find the instruction manuals on any of the sites or online or Google or anything. Um, that's how old it is. But, oh, you know, it's it's it, but it's a good helicopter. Like, I, I you know, I took the servos. I plugged them into a Neo with a, you know, with a BEC, powered up the Neo, powered up all the servos, all of it works, zero slop, everything looks perfect, the motor looked clean, like, it looked pretty much brand new. Nice. Um, inside was pretty clean, too. I don't think it was ran very much. The guy said that he bought it from a club, um, he's part of that top of the New Jersey club. Oh, uh, okay. And he bought it, um from one of his club mates but then like never like he hovered it once and it never flew it so um i mean i took the thing apart already and started getting a parts list you know double checking things like the bearings and stuff things that i know that sat around and probably you know kind of rotted out or whatever you know just from being so old the kit was like the helicopter was in really good condition surprisingly and and also surprisingly because i got it for 200 bucks if I nice. wanted to put, a, if I put a receiver on it, I could have flown it fly bar, fly barred with the you know Futaba, whatever the, whatever gyro it is on it. Yeah, it's like the GY four four one, like the four hundred one. Yeah, yeah, four four hundred one, a black and blue one. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what's on there. So I could have flown that way, but you know, knowing me, I just I just want to go fly brothers. I don't want to. I have a Neo set aside for it, so. Um, yeah, I put a parts order in today for it actually. So I'm getting a, a new canopy to kind of refresh the, the look of it, and and it's all all the bearings I need and all that stuff, and a new clutch and a new clutch bell, so I could get that. You know, just in case I don't want to have an incident where like the clutch is worn out more than I I can tell because I really can't tell. So just yeah. go get a new part and you know know that at least it's new starting from when I you know start up that motor and fly it. So cool. Yeah, so that's pretty much been my week, I think. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Well, that's been going on. I think the last time I talked to you guys in person, other than our daily text messages, is when uh, I drove the four hours down in the rainstorm to the CP Heli throwdown, and it rained, mm-hmm. but I imagine dragged you guys out of your house, and you guys drove out. We had a nice breakfast, hung out for a few hours. And, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And then uh, wasn't able to make our fun fly this year. Um, I had family plans that day with the kids' birthday parties, but I see uh, the deal I worked out with Joe. The charge case made to you guys for the fun fly, so I'm glad to see that yeah. went to a good good home. Yep. yep. Um, so yeah, just this season's been been nuts. I mean, with Logan Haley being two and four, we're constantly doing family stuff, and then my boss was out of work for almost a month and a half um, for cancer surgery, so I've been pretty much picking up the slack and running the company. So I've been wow. flying here and there where I can. I'm still probably 200 off my flight count from my normal flying season, but it's starting to pick up. Um, I just fresh off my second weekend back-to-back with airplane fun flies. Two weekends ago, I managed 14 flights at the fun fly, and this past weekend, I got in 15 flights. I uh, flew my trusty Velocity. I flew the, my flight test Vigan. 
uh, demoed my E5 at both events, and I brought my quarter scale Cub out of hibernation. And that thing, oh, I love it. I love it more and more. Every time I take it down and put it together, I just like looking at it. Um, but it flies it flies amazing. I flew it Saturday. Uh, I did three six-minute flights on it. I filled the tank once when I got there. I did three six-minute flights. Still came down with just under a quarter tank of fuel. I looked at my flight pack after the you know 18 minutes of flying. 4.12 per cell. So I, pre- I pretty much think I can fill this thing up and charge the pack and fly the entire season from what I can tell. Wow. Um, tested out my new Jersey Modeler uh, electric fuel jug. That thing works amazing. Yes, I love that. Mm-hmm. I've had I've had a bunch going on. I've, <clears throat> I've, I've built some helis for some people. I made in my buddy's uh, HSD Super Viper is 105 millimeter EDF jet. Made in editor our uh, little club picnic. Um, like if people have seen pictures, I built the flight test Vigan. I, uh, mm-hmm. bought a, the new, I bought the free wing rebel B2 70 millimeter. That jet was awesome. And you guys said I I'd sell it in less than a week. I crashed it in less than a week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, uh, oh, the, fir- the first day out with it, put like four or five flights on it. Did some awesome low videos of, you know, low passes. I mean, I, t- I pretty much the first main flight, I was like an inch off the runway with the left wing tip. So I tried to do the same thing the next day to show off to the club guys. Mm-hmm. And when I wanted his left aileron, I went to do a hard like elevator bank and the, uh, the wing tip just hit the grass off the geotech and the thing just balled up into like 50 pieces of foam. Oh, man. So I went home that night and said, do I, and it wasn't that bad of damage. It was pretty much just a fuselage. I could have got for 44 bucks. I'm like, do I rebuild it or do I gut it? And I was, I was on a flight test site. I'm like, man, this Vigan, you guys have been talking about the Vigan for, since I've known you guys. So I, uh, mm-hmm. pulled a, tr- pulled a trigger on a Vigan. That came like three days later, really packed nice. And I had the thing built in like two hours. And, uh, that thing's fun. Uh, I definitely recommend if you're going to fly like me and you like to roll, put a spar, put a carbon yeah. spar in it. <laughs> but two. <laughs> yeah. So I learned the hard way. Luckily I was able to control it. So you guys saw how fast that thing was rolling. And, uh, I didn't have it on video, but the second flight, it's just doing like, you can't even count how many times this thing's rolling. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden it stops rolling, but I'm still on left aileron. So I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so I level it back out and I'm fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. I'm like, oh, my wing folded up. So my right wing's up at like a, probably like a 75 degree angle. I was like a quarter mile away. So I managed to limp it back and land it right at my feet and uh, went home and put a, put a spar in it that night. It's been great ever since. It's a fun little plane. I'm amazed that, it flies like your standard EDF jet, but you can come in at half throttle, high alpha, and you, I can yeah. pretty much walk next to it. And Or I'll be doing like a full speed pass, and I'll go full elevator, and it'll literally just stop, do like a little slow like stall loop, and then just carry on on its way. Yeah. So mm-hmm. definitely some cool design going behind that. So I've been having fun with that, letting, letting my buddies fly it. Nice. So yeah, flying the Cub. Um, what else? Uh, my buddy George came up from Utica. Couple weekends ago, dropped off a brand new Gavin 500 Sport. Had that built in a few days for him. Demoed that for him two weeks ago. He drove up again, watched me fly at the airplane show, took that home. He's loving that. And the E5, I've just been flying ahead. I'm keeping to my uh, my rule last year. I have less than three helis in my hangar. Um, so the E5, I've got like almost 40 flights on the E5 now. So I've been having a blast with that. I've got four canopies for it. I think I've got ish- canopy issues. <laughs> yeah. All in, all in all, it's been good. It's just trying to balance. This year is just, I feel like I'm, 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 on, I'm, a, I'm on the balance board. I'm trying to balance family, hobby, work. And it's, uh, I got to give, give enough time to all of them so nobody gets mad at me. It's, it's been fun. 
Awesome. Nice, dude. Let's talk more about what you've been up to. <laughs> let's go <laughs> into our main topic here. So let's let's talk about some of the fun flies you went to. You've um and and you demo flight, right? You do some demos now, right? Since I started doing my reviews and stuff, I've I always kept to myself. And then like four or five years ago, when I got my first sponsors, when I started going to more shows, helping people out, and then getting comfortable doing a demo. So past probably four or five years, Kyle was always like the big 3D guy, and that's I was the scale guy because I flew for RC Aerodyne for almost four years. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And now that Kyle's gone, I'm kind of the only helicopter guy. So to, to keep the love, you know, show, show support to all the other clubs, there's about four or five clubs within 35 to 45 minute drive from my house. So once the fun fly season starts, I try to hit all five of them. And some are staggered, some are like back to back like the last two weekends. Uh, but basically, they're they're all airplane uh, fun fly events. So I go there, I fly my velocity all day, I take the cub with me. And the noontime demo, um, I always do a 3D and scale demo if I had to scale heli. So I always do my heli demo, and they, you know they talk about me and they talk about my event. I always leave flyers, and I'm just, basically I'm just trying to support other clubs and try to get more people into the helicopter show. Mm-hmm. Um, but two awesome because we fit. Plus my flight counts down this season. I don't know about you guys in Jersey and and you Fred down south, but we have yep. not gone seven days without rain this entire season. It has been horrible. Well, we have the uh, the reign of Trump. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. You can spell yeah. that any way you want. Uh, yeah, so we are few and far between with our flying days at our local field. But luckily, you know, the great thing about this hobby, and I was going to mention something in, you know, news and announcements, but, uh, you know, the great thing about this hobby is other clubs are like, hey, you know, we know your TFR is in effect. You can come up here and fly here. And, and it's been really cool. Hi, Ed. Hi, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> But even the email we got today from the president was yeah. uh, the the president of our club, not Trump, uh, was, you know, just all these like about six different clubs all around, like in New York State, in Pennsylvania. So that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's never a downside to the rain. If, if I plan on going flying and it rains, I just pack the family up and we do something fun inside you know, with the family. But it just sucks because you, you work all week and, and I feel like the five days we're at work is always the nicest weather. And then when we're all excited to finally get out on the weekend, it's it's either rainy or windy, and just you just don't want to go out and fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're in a cycle, because I can remember, like, the last couple of years, the weekends being okay. Just, it, I think, you know, every every once in a while, we get in that cycle where it's, it's raining either every Saturday or something like that, you know. I think it moves off. But the last two weekends, the last two weekends have been stellar. 85... 80, 85 degrees, 10, 10 mile an hour winds, and some guys brought out some killer airplanes to the events. One, the past two weekends, one guy brought out his, uh, he has a 40% L4 Piper Cub, which got a twin 111cc, uh, DLE on it. That thing just is amazing. Another guy had a 50% biplane. Uh, I think they had oh, like a wow. 120cc wow. on it. So I said, you know, the weather's nice. There's some, there's some people that are just diehard. They've got the trailers all pimped out, you mm-hmm. know, with with a helicopter or the airplane stands. And, and uh, so, yeah, it's been an awesome weekend of shows. About a month ago, I went to another airplane show at a local club. And I'm actually going back in two weeks because a month ago, they did their, their model airplane show with all gas nitro turbines. And then in two weeks, when I go back, it's their all-electric fun fly. So electric helis and planes only. So it's kind of a different different take on it. And we've got our we have our own open house coming up the last weekend of August, two day event, and then right after that is the three day heli jam. So a couple more shows, and then I hate to say, but the season 
as quick as it came, it's close, quickly coming to an end, unfortunately. Yeah. Shut up, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You warm weather, warm weather dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. My, mine's mine's just about to start to begin. I'm looking forward to it. I've been I've been shut out of uh, events all summer long because it's just been too hot to fly down here. Wah, so. wah, someone give him some tissues. <laughs> I need him to wipe the sweat away. <laughs> oh, I bought, I bought another heli this week. I thought you were going to say you bought some tissues. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what'd you get? So I'm I'm ready for the Synergy 5. I'm definitely a Synergy fanboy. I don't know why it took me. I, I remember seeing the E5 during the Urcha videos in 2012. I'm like, I need this E5. I mm-hmm. need it with that blue Fusuno canopy. And why it took me five years to finally buy it, I have no clue. Um, so I've, I've definitely been kind of a Synergy fanboy this past uh, couple months. So I'm waiting on the 516. I ordered all electronics like two months ago when I first heard about the 516. So I had, I've got mm-hmm. servos, basically any, everything from servos, motors, ESC. It's just been sitting here on my workbench. And I'm like, man, I, I could be using this in something and have a backup beater. Um, yeah. So I reached out to a bunch of my buddies and said, does anybody have an old Gablin 500, because literally the 516 and the Gablin 500, they are identical specs from electronics to blades, same identical components. So yep. I reached out to a couple people. I remember Frank had an old 500 he had to where he, you know, he said he'd never part with him. Like, oh, maybe he'll you know, let it go for a little while. He's like, I got one better for you. He yeah, goes, I, bu- I, I bought know. Nick Lenz Gablin Sport. He goes, if you want, I'll give you a deal on it. So he cut me a killer deal. I couldn't pass it up. He, he literally got it. The day he got it, he pulled out the Neo and sent it up to me to gut the electronics to send back to him. Um, so he gave me a killer price on it. I, like I said, once I get it built and flying, they'll probably release a 516 like a week later. Um, <laughs> but the cool thing, Frank, thank you, buddy. I love you. Frank said when I'm done with it, he'll buy it right back for the same price and keep it in the family. So I'm basically, basically I'm renting a, a Goblin 500 Sport to beat on for, for a little while. So it's, it's ready nice. to go. Assembly is pre- already assembled by Nick Lenz, so pretty much I just threw it back together, put my electronics in it, setup took, what, 10 minutes with a Neo, and uh, my buddy Ron Kors there, Jr., he, uh, he mm-hmm. sent me a pinion, so pinion's in the mail, so Thursday or Friday, I just got to pop the pinion and ready to go. Uh, radio set up, castle's already set up and programmed, so pop that pinion in, set the belt tension, and, and go fly. Frank is the man. So thank wow. you, Frank and Ron. Love you guys. Yeah. To talk about Ron, he also hooked me up, which I forgot to mention. Um, he's sending me a DFC flybarless head for the 600 Nitro because he recently upgraded his to like the, you know, the older flybarless like following arm setup. So he was like, "Yeah, I have this," and I was like, "Oh, I'll buy it off you." And he's like, "No," I was like, All right, "Let me pay shipping." He's like, "No," and he just sent it to me. So. Ron is seriously yeah. the helicopter Santa Claus. Yeah, like, seriously. You, like you need something. He like I told him last night. He's like, yeah, I'm sending you the pinion. I'm like, I'm like, Ron, just when I can't love you anymore, you know. It's just, <laughs> I don't think anybody can bend over farther back than Ron bends for people. It's just that's yeah. the, the people we need in a hobby. That's just yeah, it's awesome. I, I've you know, I've heard and seen his. Um, I don't know how do you say let's uh, graciousness. His giving. Um, generosity. Generosity. Yes. Perfect word. Uh, when Anthony, our friend, right? You know, Anthony's hobby shop. <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll like, oh, yeah, I would go hang out with Ron. And then he, like, 
I bought like a battery from it and gave me like this extra shit. And I'm like, what? You could build another freaking Goblin 570 with this part? <laughs> you know, like what the hell? It's crazy. Well, when yeah. Anthony's Anthony's hobby shop went out of business, we had to turn somewhere. You know, so True. now Ron's Ron's our new, our new dealer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I so, should I should reach out to Ron next time I need anything. Like, dude, you have another airframe? I'll buy it. You know, <laughs> you know, we have that forum called Heli Freak. He is the Heli Freak. Like. His his what do you call it? A uh, hobby room is insane. I don't know. Did you, did you see it today where that guy was there fixing his three eighty? No, I, I didn't. But I know he's done other tours where it's like, oh, here's my three eighty, 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 my Goblin seven hundred, seven hundred, seven hundred. Up two and seven, two this, two this. I'm like, holy crap! This guy is just. I mean, it's it's yeah. funny because you look at like. I know some people are like, oh, I spend thousands of dollars in this hobby a year, and you know I probably spend a couple thousand here and there over the the full year. But I don't know what Ron's bankroll for his hobby is. But fuck, <laughs> I mean, damn. <laughs> there's there's a live video today on the Hangout, and uh, yeah. some guys some guys are like tour from Uncle Ron's uh, hobby room, and the guy crashes three eighty, so he was there getting it fixed with his wife. And uh, he's just turning around the room with the camera. He's like, Jesus, oh, my God, I'm in heaven. He's like, look at all these helicopters. Yes. And Ryan's just smirking from, like, ear to ear. <laughs> Steve could crash for days. Dude, you could crash days. a helicopter. Years. Years. <laughs> like, I mean. No, no, no. I, I give Steve more credit than that. <laughs> Thank you, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so so talk about your event. You know, I know it's uh, – we're – Actually, when we're recording, we're about one month exactly out, right? One month from today. We're recording on August 1st, September 1st. My birthday starts the kickoff of day one of the three-day Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree in upstate New York. For the guys who haven't been there, lay back. It's just like a lot of like the – you hear the guys down in Virginia. It's, it's just mm-hmm. – it's still AMA-sanctioned event. You have to have your AMA, but there's – there's no prerequisite. If you're, if you can hover, come out there, hover. If, if you can't hover, come out there. We'll buddy box. It's just, it's three days of just heli greatness. Um, yes. We have primitive, primitive camping. Usually I have anywhere between 12 to 20 uh, RVs, motorhome campers. I have people that tent out people that pop up. I've got people that sleep in our heli trailers. We've got new shelter going up this year. So we have two new shelters for the public um, nice. We have we have Porter Johns on site. We're cooking all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. For the pilots who registered, it's twenty five dollar registration. Um, open flying all three days. You get a pilots uh, cookout Saturday night. You get a free T shirt. Um, I booked the fireworks at the beginning of the year, so we do a spectacular um, night flight and fireworks show. We've got electric, gas, nitro, turbine helicopters. Um, noontime demos all three days for anybody who wants to do noontime demos. And then pretty much my same guys who do the noontime demos, they're diehards. They have night rigs. And I swear to God, once the sun goes down, they oh, fly yeah. 10, 10 times harder. Like it's, it's insane. Especially on Saturday with the fireworks. Oh yeah. Yeah. So geez, that's a deal and a half, dude. $25 for all three days, uh-huh. dinner and a t-shirt. Yes. Holy cow. Pretty and much, dinner you're, paying, was, you're, paying, you're paying for a T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. And dinner last year was freaking amazing. Like, yeah. even even my wife was like, "I, do you guys eat like this every time? Like, at every event? Like, yeah, pretty much. But not as good as good, you know? Steve's got to bring his medicine. Yes, I got to bring my medicine. 
So a lot of so a lot of guys actually start come out. I meet about five six diehards who come out Thursday night. The event officially starts Friday morning, and pretty much the guys are flying at like so when I get there like five thirty six o'clock in the morning. Guys are like crawling out of their trailers going, "You mind if I fly?" I'm like, "Sure." Pilot meeting at ten. But Friday night, for the guys who do show up on Friday, we have a local uh, kind of diner restaurant down about probably five miles from the field called the Log Cabin Restaurant. I always book out the party room. <clears throat> so if anybody, anybody wants to come, you know, pack up your helis, come to dinner for a while. We usually prime have rib. the restaurant. Prime rib, baby. The best prime rib in town. <laughs> um, I'm going to yeah, beat her this year for that. We usually have it booked out from like seven to nine. I bring my, my family comes, my parents come out there and, it's just the camaraderie. That's kind of where the event starts. The event starts at that dinner because just everybody's just having fun, talking, laughing. And we go back to the field, do a little night flying. And our field's always been known for the event's always been known for the fireworks night show. Um, and some guys, you know, do the night flying. It's it's not as big as like Virginia. We don't have spotlights. We don't have construction lights. So the guys who are flying um, are just doing their night rigs. But people are free to fly all night. Um, we're kind of out in the country, so we don't really get any complaints. Um, we re- really have, you know, you know, two rules. Don't fly past the flight line. If you want to drink, put the transmitter inbound. Other than that, it's just go out there and have fun. First couple of years of stressful running the show. Once I learned how to delegate, now it's, it's just fun. I think last, last year, I think I did close to 40 flights. And on Sunday, you guys were there for a little bit of Sunday fun day. Mm-hmm. We had, we had a jet out there. We yep. had the airplanes out there and, it's it's just fun. We even might see Anthony Garcia, maybe. Who knows? What? I don't know. I think that guy just does drones now. Uh, we'll we'll see. Chris, last year your theme was Star Wars, and you had a full size one for one scale R two D two there yeah. doing the the two the two to three leg conversion running mm-hmm. around. That was amazing in itself. Just to see that that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, every year I don't think you can get better, and then somehow someone just steps it up more and more every year and. It's a it's a lot to put on, and and I took I took reins this I think this is my fourth year running it, and uh, as much stress as it is leading up to it with sponsors and and all the logistics, mm-hmm. that th- once I see the people how happy they are and, and coming together, I, I, as long as I'm always in the club, I'll, I'll keep doing it because it's just nice. it's just it's it's it's, a, it's a one time a year because I don't get to travel to all the other events like Urcha and OHB and Virginia just because of my job and my family. So that three days to see my my extended Holly family makes it makes all the time leading up to the show worth it. Now, Chris, have you ever been to Urcha? No, bucket list. Yeah. It is on my bucket list. Dude, I'm gonna drag you out there next year, man. Come on, we gotta go. It was um it was shocking to to some of the guys we talked to at Flight Fest. Uh, they were they were asking us if we had ever been to Urcha, and we were like, no. And they were like, really? I think I think Charles yeah. Booker, the guy we were next to, yeah, was like. Man, I've been there. I've done something you guys haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this this deep into the heli hobby, you think I, this you have is question? I, I get that question asked at least once, twice a week from people on the forums and and through email. And hey, yeah, we'll see it at Urch. I'm like, no, no, you won't. We're we're thinking this year was going to be a big possible because uh, we're actually we miss it by a week. So Urch is going on right now, currently, guys. So when you hear the podcast mm-hmm. on Friday, they'll be in the day. I think three or four of, of Urcha. Yeah. Um, but uh, we missed it by a week this year. We leave next Thursday, and we're actually going to Indiana. We're, we're going to be probably about 20 minutes down the road from uh, Muncie. As most of you guys know, my daughter has juvenile rheumatoid uh, arthritis. And uh, each year, there's a huge arthritis conference just, just on juvenile, just on kids who have arthritis. And um, every year, the Arthritis Foundation picks a family to get the full scholarship, which is airfare, 
transportation, hotel, conference, you know, daycare at the conference for kids. And uh, we, my wife typed up the letter and, and, you know, told them about Haley's story. And we were, we're the family that got the scholarship this year. So we're really excited about that. So I, awesome. I, I miss Urcha by, by a week, but um, we're going to learn a lot about, you know, Haley's, you know, illness and how to deal with it better. And, and uh, so we're, we're excited about that. Oh, that's great, dude. Mm-hmm. So Urch, Urch is still on my bucket list some someday. I, li- I like the homegrown stuff. Though. I mean, people say, you know, Urch is fun. You've got to do it at least once. But they say it's it's so commercial. Like the, a lot of the big names you want to mm-hmm. talk to, they're running around with their heads cut off. That's why yeah. I prefer the homegrown because my event, you can sit down with a Kyle Stacy for for an hour and just shoot the shit and go out and, you know, buddy box with him or go out and have a fun flight with him. Where Urcha, people are getting paid to, to work. And that's that's their biggest event to do what they get paid to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But some, someday I'm just, I'm the, I'm the mama's boy homegrown type. I like to sit down and, you know, talk to people for a while. I, I talked even, even last week at the fun fly after I did my heli demo, I think I probably talked to two, three different people for like a good hour or two. And I'm like, I just want to go fly. And people are just talking my ear off and, mm-hmm. and uh, sharing the hobby. Even, even like our buddy, Chris, Chris Breams there. He's uh we turned him to the dark side. Yes. He was, he, he was out there. I, uh, Wait, he's flying drones now? No, no. The, the better dark side. The good <laughs> yeah, dark side. The good dark side. <laughs> Sorry, Fred. I, I feel so bad, Chris. Yeah, I'm, gonna give okay. you, I'm, gonna, I'm giving you a shout out, Chris. I love you. So Chris comes out to our club picnic like a month and a half ago. He's all excited. He's got this brand new Blade 360 CFX. I mean, out of the box. The receipt from the hobby store still in. He's like, he's like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to I don't know how to program it. You, you set it up for him. I'm like, hey, give, give me 15 minutes with it. So it's got the new beast decks. It's got like the rescue on it, which I've never dealt with. I'm not really a spectrum guy anymore. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll dive into it. So 15 minutes, I figured it all out. And uh, things awesome. You hit a switch, it writes itself out and climbs. So nice. I'm showing Chris, I'm showing my dad how cool it is, how you just hit hit a switch and it automatically climbs. It doesn't matter what throttle setting you're at, it's going to climb regardless. Mm-hmm. Well, I made a mistake of showing Chris and my dad how cool it was in normal mode. So even Ooh. though, it, so even, even though it was climbing and I had no control of the throttle, it locks it in on governed head speed. If you go to zero pitch, it still sees zero throttle input. So I'm climbing from about 15 feet up and, and the motor just shuts off. <laughs> so I jam negative. It comes down, plops in the geotech and, and it, it lands perfectly on its belly and the landing gear just split in each direction. So I felt, so I felt bad. Chris had to order some new landing gear, but he got it together and he's been flying the heck out of it. He made some, um, he made some training gear for, her and he's doing awesome. He's yeah. hovering, hovering around parking lots. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think he takes it with him when he, when he goes, cause he's a truck driver. So he puts it right yeah. in the cab and say, so, yeah, so I saw him this weekend. Actually, I saw him the last two weekends and he also just bought the new, uh, blade two thirty S. So he's, he's been yeah. having a blast with that. So he'll, he'll be out at both events. So you guys will see him again. This awesome. Nice. That's great. So yeah, your event, man. I'm. I definitely want to try to get out there earlier this year. Um, I think it'll be fun. I yeah, know. I think Cricky and I drove up last year uh, after work. I think we wanted to leave in my house at like five o'clock. We got up there about midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna try. Yeah, we weren't too far early. Up. I don't think I'll make the 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 dinner. I wish I could, but uh, I'll have to see. I'll have to see where I'm at. Try to book the closer hotel. I mean, you guys were close last time. It was like ten minutes, but uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try, to, try to book the Palmyra Inn. I know. I know. Ron Chorus just booked that's, his last. That's week. where I went. Yeah, that's I was where the you were, Steve. Yeah. 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 You. You and Anthony, Anthony were further out, though, right? 
I don't know where Anthony stayed. No, Anthony was, he was in like Newark or something. <laughs> I thought he was in Newark. No, no that's, that's, that's where Kevin was. Yeah. They, okay. they were about, yeah, Kevin and Cricket were about 10 minutes away. You, you, Steve, had the closest, which is literally a five-minute drive. Yeah. It's one road over. It's like one but, road uh, and then left. <laughs> but, yeah, Anthony went down to, like, Henrietta, which is like a 35-minute drive away. But there's, there's where he stayed, there's more stuff. There's malls. Yeah, um, yeah. B- bunch it's of for stuff. his family so, and stuff, right? Yeah, so that worked out for them. Yeah, we got to get that uh, booked. Um, but we'll talk definitely offline. Uh, I think I might go down Thursday. Kevin? Well, yeah, well, you weren't sure whether the wife was coming this year or not, right? Yeah, no, she's not going to come. Yeah, do Thursday, and uh, I was thinking book, I'll book a hotel room for Friday night, and then I might just tent there Saturday night. Yeah. And then get up and watch my 690 fly away. And just <laughs> what happened in Virginia. Help, help, help! help, help. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how much uh, sauce you drink on Saturday night. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's cool. If you want to do that... And you guys got to stick around Saturday night. You know, we got done with the fireworks. I ordered the pizza. I turn around. And I'm like, where the hell did all my free fall guys go? Yeah, like, we, we, you know, we, yeah. we, we I had the wife for- out there, so we had, I had we had to go. Oh, true. Kid. Yeah, we, we ended up freezing. staying. <laughs> we ended up staying out for another hour or so after. I ordered pizza for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. we drink some beers, and it's, it's fun. So definitely yeah, stick definitely. around a little longer. Definitely. This year we're gonna. It's gonna be all the boys out having fun. Because so. the guys whose helicopter survived the night flight. They put more nitro on them, and they fly for another hour after. And it just—it's like the golden, golden hour because it's pitch black and it's just a fog loom of nitro smoke. Nitro smoke and blades, nice. I gotta, uh, I gotta figure out a night rig for your vet. Damn, I don't have one now. I'm looking forward to flying some of your new toys. Seven six six. I definitely <laughs> want to try that out. Definitely. And, and seven. So keep them in one piece, would you? Definitely. <laughs> The one helicopter that might not make it, it depends on how fast I get it fixed, it's probably going to be that new T-Rex because I'm just going to auto the shit out of it. I want to I want to be able to comfortably auto from any direction, any orientation by the end of the season. So we'll see. I, I feel like you're signaling out earlier when you're talking about the autos because what did I text you yesterday? I'm like, you have an N7. Yeah. You, have, you have a machine to auto with. Yeah, but it costs like three, $400 to fix when it goes in. <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem. That then you know what it is. I, I you know, and same thing that someone else asked me. Um, you can auto any of your big helicopters you have. You know, especially seven six six and then seven. Those two were auto freaking awesome. But the problem is, is that I have this fear that I'm gonna drive it in because I drove in a Goblin seven hundred and with an auto, and it's like to me, uh, autoing is like. It's it's like you do something in case something happens or you want to show off at the end of your flight, you auto. For me, I want to learn it for that in case shit happens. But I don't want to take a perfectly good heli and drive it into the ground and then have a $500 repair bill. And that's what it was. It was almost – it was close to $500 for, for me to repair the, the Goblin 700 competition when I drove it in. You know, so it's like I have that in the back of my mind every time I, I – you know, I'm trying to hit throttle hole to, to do an auto. Or motor idle. I just I have that in the back of my mind. Like, fuck yeah, I, I gotta get back. To, I gotta get back to autos. I, I was spoiled when I had the seven hundred logo because that thing was so oh, yeah. light. And uh, right before I I got rid of that, I was actually started the weekend before I got rid of it. I was starting mm-hmm. to do uh, rolling rolling uh, inverted to rolling autos, which was cool nice. with my with my half ninety at the end. And mm-hmm. I actually listened to Todd Bennett's episode. He had some good pointers because as you guys see my autos. I love autos, but I always just go like full negative and flare at the end. And he's like, yeah, it uses up so much head speed. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm gaining head speed because I'm dumping full 
full uh, negative collective. But this past weekend, when I was at the demo, I hit throttle hold and I actually kept it like two clicks below zero stick. Yeah, just a little bit it, less. Yep. And it actually floated more at the end than it did by dumping just full negative. Yeah. So I've, I've got to get out there and play some more. But like you said, it's like you're shooting for fun to learn, but at the same time, you don't want to damage the model right. learning. Right. So, so that's, that's why I'm purposely building this really cheap, you know, helicopter that's going to auto grade because it's a nitro and 600. And like, I mean, a blazer, I don't know, it's like 60, 70 bucks. Like, it's not that much of an investment. Like, you you know, I throw in a 700 with 700, 690, whatever. And it's, you know, your retail cost for those size blades are 150 bucks, you know? So, like, that alone is like, I get two crashes out of the 600 compared to the 7, you know? So. My buddy my buddy in our club, Jeff, he still has his version 1 uh, mm-hmm. T-Rex 600 Nitro. And that's like his go-to bird when he gets this nice. field to beat on. Still, still fly barred. And I remember he, there's a video out there on YouTube somewhere with him and Kyle and Ray, and uh, it was in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. He kept shooting. She kept shooting inverted autos. He'd hover at the end, inverted, and just plop it in the snow. He'd flip it back over, <laughs> shake the snow off, and he did like 15, 20 of them in a row, and just kept yeah. going up and doing the same. And he still flies it to this day. He's got the original, you know, the white canopy with the yellow. Yeah, and black yeah, I got pictures. that. Uh huh. Yep. And uh, he, he, every time, I'm like, how is this thing still? I'm like, get it on N5C or something. He's like, no, this until this thing's dead, and I can't get parts. Yeah, uh, he's had it for years. You know, my plan with this helicopter too is is not to just like, you know, I have some money invested in it, but it's not a big deal. You know, if if, say Kevin next wants to be like, hey, I want to learn autos, here you go. This is a helicopter. I'm going to use the six ninety. I don't need Todd Bennett texting me telling me tell Steve to put his freaking pants on and take his skirt off. Yeah, I don't know. You go. You go. I can hear him. You go do that. And one botched auto, and you're spending seventy bucks for a side frame or whatever they cost. Yeah, yeah, it's only money. Exactly. All right. So, uh, anything else for the main topic here? Yeah, we got. Um, are we are we including this in the main topic? Chris Ryberg came up with a top ten. Yeah. So, I guess we'll include it this time, but this is going to be a new segment um, we're adding to the show, and it's primarily for when we have. Uh, guests on the show so so chris you want to go about this since this was your brainchild i watched this street racing show called street outlaws and they have their own podcast and anytime they have a guest on they do like a top 10 list you know big tire small tire small block big blocks i'm like you know i'm always thinking of show content for you guys i'm like you know we need a top 10 list so i kind of devised like you know top 10 list for when helicopter guests come on the show and then tonight you guys kind of edit and tweak the list for for airplane and heli guys or, or, or you know both um, so, so let's kind of get, kind of go into it. I yeah. got my text message right here. Perfect. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, so I'll start off asking a few, you know, a few and we'll just kind of go around the table. Um, yep. and, and for this episode, all four of us will answer and we'll kind of just go, go back and back. So top 10 list, um, number one, and, uh, whoever wants to go first can answer pinch or thumb. How are you guys on the sticks? Thumb, thumb, pinch hybrid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I call it a pinch. Wait, that wasn't an option. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want. I'm a hybrid too, but I didn't want to say hybrid because it's closer it's to option. pinch. <laughs> okay, fine. I use two fingers on each stick, so pinch thumb or hybrid. Okay, pinch with a thumb rusty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I'm one of those hybrids. 
at oh, two. Boy. You know how Nit- Todd feels about those hybrids. <laughs> Nitro or electric? Electric. Electric. Both. I was going to say I go both ways. How funny is that? Kevin, we're we, talking about RC. Yes. Yeah, this is RC, that's right? probably the first time I've ever said that. Oh, boy. Let's yeah, see. Sure. Let's, it's see. Got, I got to go electric for right now. I mean, I'm, I'm more electric than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I'm more electric, but I want to fly more nitro. So, I don't know. It's, I'm just going to stick with both. Okay. Okay. So, question three I'll ask you guys, and then we'll have to tweak it for, uh, for Fred. Mm-hmm. 550 or 700? So those are two size helis, or on yeah. the plane side, let's say a 40 inch wing or a 100 inch wing. Yeah, so we'll go heli. I got to say 550. I love the 700, but if you look at back at my past, you know, four or five years, I, I always have a sweet spot for the 550. You know, my, all my 550s, I've mm-hmm. always ran a 6S. I love, I love grabbing one pack, throw it in there. It'll do everything a 700 will do with the less, less, uh, you know, heavier disc loading and, and less auto, but. 550 it's just cheaper repairs and it fits right in the trunk of the car it's a, for me it's the 550 has always been the the sweet spot if you could hear the rocks in my head rolling around i've been shaking my head <laughs> no for me it's definitely 700 the, anything what? it's so bigger, awesome. bigger the better like if i, I, could, if I could fly Kevin a freaking like... real plane <laughs> i'd be flying that I remember when Kevin was like, no, I don't know about 700. So that was, that's my helicopter. Well, it's because I had to work my way up there. I knew I didn't want to start yeah, out with that. Of I just picture you saying, you know, I don't always fly RC helicopters, but when I do, it's a 700 size heli. <laughs> I, I but he's, he's, got, he's got the Primo model, though. I look back, cause, again, another question I get asked all the time. What's They see my reviews. and What's your favorite model? And mm-hmm. it's, all, it's always what am I flying at the time? But if I had to give a definitive answer, what's been one of my favorites that stood out the past couple seasons? It, it was at 690. It was incredibly robust. It was quiet. The thing autoed for days. And the second half of its life before I sold it was running it on 6S low head speed. So mm-hmm. I think, Kevin, I think that's changed your whole just your whole flying style and and every, just, I've seen a lot of growth with you on that 690 in the videos. Oh, without a doubt, man. Without a doubt, dude. I really like I really like that helicopter. That's why I was so sad. That's why I was going to say, <laughs> Steve, uh, you know, I don't normally drink and fly, but when I do, I yell out help, help, help. <laughs> because that's why I was so sad. I'm like, "Oh, it's going away." This is my and, favorite and just, helicopter. Just to reiterate, and you didn't drink and fly. You yeah, drank the night before drank, and then you woke up. And, yeah. <laughs> and then you flew. But yes, you did, um, you know, have to say help and almost shed a tear to see your favorite yeah, helicopter. I was like, it's, it's flying away. This sucks, man. I really like this helicopter. No, it's, it's a good one, dude. Definitely. So how do we tweak it for Fred? That's yeah, a... Fred also wrote in, what is that, Park Flyer or Quarter Scale? That's a pretty large... That's like a one... 30x compared to a eight, you know, well, Velos 880. It's, it's even worse for me because now I, I'm really liking the little micros, ultra micro planes. I've lost the easy access to a larger flying area. Right. So my stuff's going to be my quadcopters because I can fly it in the yard. Park flyers, I can take it literally right up the street to the ball field. And as long as there's not little kids and dogs running around, I can throw it around there. About the biggest thing I'm flying right now is your 40 size uh, airplanes. Um, I've got like mm-hmm. a little. Like the PT forty style um, trainer, yep. uh, they'll glow. But I have it converted for electric. That's about as large as I'm I'm flying right now. I do have 
an old Chaos 60 size plane that I'm going to convert over to electric one of these days. It's it's up there with the FPV helicopter, and uh, <laughs> so Chaos. The, was that Great Plains? Uh, you know what? I don't know who made it because I know a lot of the guys. They just built it off plans. That's the one I got. A, a, a guy built it off plans and and gave it to me. Is so that, or is that Sig? I thought no. Is it acrobatic, Fred? Yeah, it's 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 the low wing. It it was very boxy uh, fuselage, and a lot of times they had like the just the clear plastic um, teardrop canopy on it. Yeah, I think I can picture it. It's a K A O S is the way they spell yeah. it. I thought that was Sig who made that. Here, I'll, I'll look it up. And that canopy's like real close to the front of the plane. Yeah, it's it looks yeah it looks, like ahead of the. Yeah. Now mine doesn't have the canopy on it. It's just a straight ball, <laughs> you know, build, but. Uh, Tower Hobby sold it, and I'm guessing yeah. that's, that's yeah, what I'm thinking of. Great Plains, or yeah, Great Plains, yeah, probably. I'm, I might be thinking of the Great Plains uproar because that was also kind of like a little mid-wing, little sporty plane. Yeah, and it looks like now Tower Hobbies has their own version that they produce and and sell. So there's a Tower Hobby version, kind of like my Tower Hobby um, Cub, which basically was a Great Plains Cub. I think they just kind of copied. But yeah, All right. answer, and I'm sticking to it. Cool. Flybar or flybarless? And on the plane side, we'll go with uh, um, having a having a gyro or no gyro. On, on, your, on the plane on side, definitely flybar. Definitely flybar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the only thing I have that, that flies with the the um, stabilization that I can't mm-hmm. shut it off that I know of is that new uh, Waco that I got. Right. Uh, it's got the AS3X on it. Yeah, and I don't know if there's a way to shut it off or not. I've got the um, the little Cub S that they came out with, and yep. you can go from you know full AS3X to a half AS3X to zero, and I like that setup. But um, I haven't figured out how to do it on the uh, the Waco yet. Hmm. No, see, I wouldn't think you would want to shut that off. Yeah, I I um. But that's interesting. On a small plane, I would say half. Well, yeah, you you know, like trying to. I was, I was out there playing with it. You know, it's a biplane, so I want to try doing like the waterfall type stuff and you right. know, oh, hammerhead right. dolls. And with, with the assist, it's a little harder to do that because it's trying to fix it for you. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, those are that's you know, when I'm flying fixed wings, that's the kind of stuff I like doing is is you know, putting it up in the air, cutting off the throttle, and just letting it drop back through its own you know path, and then and picking it up again. So. But yeah, I I don't have anything on the fixed wing side that's that's got any sort of stabilization. I am working on doing an FPV plane at some point that will have it, but everything else I like to control myself. Yeah, I gotta go flat fly barless. See, I f- I find this very interesting. This uh, a lot of people, you know, would probably be like, well, of course it's fly barless. Why would you want a fly bar anymore? But what uh, Burke Cameron said when he was on was that. The flybarred helis did fly different. There was, there were more. They're more responsive, <laughs> but you had to like You're you had on to fly steps. through all the mistakes and all right, the things right. like you know, like a gust of wind, you know, like all that stuff. Right, right. I had a guy in our club. He's kind of going to the heli side. And he he brings me the other day an old Blade four fifty three D with a flybar. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. I don't know how to set up a gyro anymore. And uh, yeah. it took me like fifteen twenty minutes. I set it up, and we were hovering in a driveway. And man, how the technology has changed because you have to be a step ahead. I mean, it, it felt nice because it's more natural, but it's like the wind blows and you got to compensate instantly. Instantly, you're right. Yeah. 
But you'll see, you'll still see there's still two diehard guys at my club. They kind of set up by us last year, Steve and Kevin, mm-hmm. where yeah. um, they had to, they had to scale in the Raptors and stuff, and they're yeah. all fly bar. They're diehard yeah. fly bar guys. Yeah, was that was did Mike Welch have those fly bars? Was he at the well, Mike? Yeah, Mike's got a few, but no, it's it's two other guys. I forgot their name, but they've never missed our show. They've never missed our show since the, the beginning. And they always show up in a pickup truck and they pull back that tonneau cover and they've got all these like Raptor 30s and Raptor 50s and scale Raptors and they're, nice. I don't think they have one fly barless machine. Well, we had uh, Kyle Schneider came out uh, to our fun fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, with the Raptor 30? Yeah. With the yeah. Woodies? With the Woodies? The Woodies, yep. yep. Yeah, and he flew the crap out of that thing and, and so did his buddy there that he came out with. His name was Yeah, Chris. it's funny because he's like, yeah, you know, it's not too bad. Like, you can't hover it because it just, the tail wants to go everywhere. But once you go in forward flight, it, it holds real well, you know? Yeah. So. That was cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. Scale um, or 3D? I didn't answer that question, though. But it's easy, fly bar less. Yeah, I'm, I'm fly bar less. <laughs> but I, I would like to try a fly bar now that I'm past the point of smashing it every time I look at it. Now, I, I thought about it. And with this T-Rex, I was like, hmm, should I just put a receiver in there and a, and a you know, receiver pack and just try it? And then I was like, uh, no. <laughs> it just seems like I wouldn't know what to do for setup. And, like, how do I double-check the setup on it? I don't know if it's level and this and that. So Plus, I don't even know how to set up the radio. Because I feel like the radio, right now, it's like with the the pre-mixing in the, in the fly rust unit, you just set it to, like, whatever, the one servo and just kind of set it up it's like it's there yeah. but to actually take it and be like okay this is now three servos ccpm 120 degrees then like sign everything and then i don't try to like sub trim everything and zero everything out my tip for you would be do not put the blades on it have it in your garage and have it spool up on <laughs> it and come at you because that sucks but as long as you take the palm of your hand and smack it down you're good though right yeah yeah i was like freaking uh, Jean Claude Van Damme smacking that thing down. <laughs> the top of yeah, did you do it with the split? Yeah, <laughs> you had I to did. do it with the split on two chairs. I did because I had to jump up, put my legs up. <laughs> when the hell I got close to the the area, I had to yeah smack it straight down. And it just have that look where you just look blankly in the sky with the ah, just screaming like from Bloodsport. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. oh my god, that's awesome. Okay, let's All move. Right. Was that scale or 3D? I can't answer yes. that. I I, I enjoy. I, I like both of those, man. Planes or helis. I like I like both of them. I'm gonna have to lean to scale. I really don't have anything. I'm flying 3D, and so and my scale aerobatics is or my any aerobatics I'm doing is gonna be more scale than this 3D. I'm 3D. Yeah, I'm 3D now. I was all scale, obviously, for the four years I was with RC Aero Nine, and I miss it. I just don't have the room or time for it. So I'm <laughs> I'm all 3D. Yeah, I'd like to get a scale of heli, but just for now, I think 3D is just an easier uh, road to go down for now. I mean, I love flying the 3D aerobatic, uh, you know, crack beaver or anything that yeah. Twisted Hobbies make makes, mm-hmm. but th- then flying that scale biplane around, man, that I made was just was super cool, too. Like, I got so much, I got the same kind of enjoyment out of both of those. But let's say this, you put 100 packs through your scale biplane and then hunter packs through your you know twisted hobbies crack beaver which one which one do you think you like more because you don't fly the other ones as much so it's the novelty probably hasn't worn off yet you know what i mean no it's it's true 
That's that, that's very true. I think the for me when it's I don't know for me it, I think it's the scale definitely has its own part of when I go out to the field because mm-hmm. I I get a lot of compliments on that scale helicopter and it's it's digged up it's you know it's not the greatest looking thing but everybody says you know I really like that thing when when you fly that so you're saying it's not scale or three D it's compliments or three D. No, I just and it. I don't know. It's just it's fun to fly that. It's no, a it different is. type of flying. Different. That's that's very true. It's different type, different mentality, right? Like you, you're not trying to do flips or anything. You're like, okay, how smooth can I fly this thing, right? Like your goals are different. If I just brought scale stuff out to the field or 3D stuff out to the field, I would be equal as happy both with both of them flying them both. Cool. All right. So number six, Fred. Strap on or no strap? Wait, wait. This has to be a typo. No. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I changed it to strap or strapless. <laughs> oh, strap or no strap? I read it wrong. What are you talking about, brassiers here? I, I, I do not. I do not wear the safety necklace. You don't wear. You don't have a strap. I don't have the safety necklace. No. Wow. Do you hold it like? Do you hold the treasure like the the kids these days? You know. With your brown socks. Do you, do you with the brown socks? Do you know what I mean, Fred? <laughs> I um, have no idea what you're talking about. So they basically point the transmitter straight down to the ground. Oh no, I've seen that. Uh, no, I I, uh, I very much put a lot of English into my flying. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you're the, the, the fisherman. You do. The yeah, fisherman? the transmitter's moving as much as the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> now I will I, I will say. Um, one of the reasons I don't like the strap is uh, if you're flying Sun, sunburn. No, no, no. I'm not worried about that. You should see how pale I am. It does involve the sun, though. I, I use the transmitter a lot to block the sun. If you, especially if you're flying <laughs> gliders or, or planes straight overhead. Uh, and, and was, well, you, you laugh. It actually it's a good trick. Um, if you hold the transmitter up to shield your eyes from the sun, the plane's going to go through, or the, the helicopter, whatever, is going to go from one side of the, tr- the transmitter to the other. And you're not getting blinded while you're looking up there, looking forward. Hmm. Well, that, that makes a that's a good point. Yeah, I'm no. Why, I'm, why wouldn't you I'm be able no to do that with a strap, though? A strap be stuck in your face. You want to stretch it out as far. I mean, you don't want it up against your eyes, blocking the whole sky. You stretch the um, transmitter as far from you as possible, but you you put it between you and the sun, and uh, it gives you a little shading, and you're able to find your aircraft faster. Hmm. Okay. Very cool, Chris. You're saying you're. I'm gonna go no strap. I uh, I wore I wore a strap until about five years ago, and I, I've said it before in a podcast. I uh, one day I forgot my strap at home. I'm like, okay, now what? And uh, Kyle's like, just hold the radio. I used to rest it on my belly with a strap, and then uh, now I'm one of those cool kids with the brown socks. And you and, point uh, it down. It's about a 25 degree angle, just pointing right at my toes. Yeah. Um, well, that does keep you from sticking the antenna right at the aircraft. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that good. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, diversity. Um, I would say I'm strapped, but I've flown it like you with pointing now before, and it's not too bad. But you know, then I'll forget that I, I don't have a strap, and then I'll let go of the transmitter because I'll like go to my starter or <laughs> go to my battery checker or something, <laughs> and then drop the radio. So yeah, I, a strap is a safety necklace for me. As Fred uh, typed out here, so I, I do use that. 
and I think for me, I definitely strap. And the only reason is because the one time I don't wear a strap is the time I'm going to hand launch something and I'm going to wind up hand launching the model and the radio <laughs> at the same time. You throw both. <laughs> yeah. So, servo question coreless or brushless? Um, and then for the folks that don't buy the really expensive cordless or brushless, I would say, do you go cheap or you go uh, expensive, cheap. like Hobby Budget. King cheap. or Futaba <laughs> High Tech? Budget. All Fred, right. Fred, Fred, Fred sounds Fred. like a bird, bird over there. Cheap, cheap, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I've been brushless for a while, but I'm moving to more towards the cordless now. They're they're cheaper and they perform just as well. So I don't see the benefits of spending extra money on the on the brushless. Yeah, I'm, since I since I've been an MKS guy for a while, I'm all brushless. But back in the day, all the T Rex combos came with like the where the six twenties and six tens. Mm-hmm. So I was cordless for a while, and even even you know BK himself, Bert, he says cordless will out lifespan uh, a brushless servo any day of the, mm-hmm. the week. For the helis, I got the the BKs in a lot of that stuff, and MKS and in the the sport and for the for the planes i build myself i still go with the cheap stuff yeah so, i mean all the planes yeah I, I do have to put the add that it's all you know hobby king nine grand blue servos let's see next question here all right so helicopter side of it do, do you guys prefer more of a fuselage style like the uh you know gowie speed or you know goblins or more mm-hmm. of a pond boom like the traditional synergy align stuff like that yep and then on the plane side we kind of thought, how about landing gears or no landing gears like the belly land? Goblin, goblin, speed, full fuselage, tip to tail. Really? Yeah. Why do you think my synergy looks like sort of like a goblin, my 766? Oh, you know? I just thought you didn't take it out of the case yet. No, no. <laughs> no I like it. I don't like, uh, I don't like boom supports. I just feel like it's like another thing to break. Um, I like to look at a helicopter when it's just the pod and the boom with no supports. And usually to do that, unless you're an oxy, you need to um, have like a boom cover or be like a goblin, um, you know, tail boom type of deal. So I'm uh, I'm pod and boom, and I'm looking forward to this uh, new 516 there Mr. Matt Bodos came out with because he mm-hmm. actually took the, the tail boom off a of 766, cut it down, and uh, threw it on the 516. So it will be uh, – Pound boom without the supports, so that'll yeah. be a different different look mm-hmm. for cool. for that for for that size of the heli. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think the only other one that did that was the uh, the Compass XO, right? That's the only other one that doesn't have a a boom support because has like a teardrop boom on that one. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I like the pod and boom look on the helicopters, so uh, I would say pod and boom. But then I cannot, I don't like the the profile planes. I, I when I first started, I, I didn't want to fly anything that was profile, even though they help you out when you're first, you know, starting out. Oh, come on. You love the FT-22. Yeah, but that wasn't that, that no, had a fuselage on it. <laughs> no, nah, but that's considered profile-ish, right? Like a box oh, fuse. Yeah. The very first one, they had two F- FT-22s. Oh, well, yeah. The very first one was like three layers of foam, right? That was like yeah, cause yeah, they were definitely talking, profile. Yeah, the blue 22, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So so let's just add this. Um, instead of landing gear or belly landing, Fred put in profile or versus full fuse, and that's definitely a better comparison. So we'll yeah, and I, and I think that the profile plane, like that first one I built, that was was great. Helped me out a lot. That was be like the first plane I flew, 
when I got to the field, you know, to start just getting your orientation, getting the cobwebs out, like when you, you know, when your first couple of months of flying, man, it worked out great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So helicopters, um, power systems, 6S or 12S? 3S. um on the plane side i i couldn't think of like 3s 4s maybe some planes use 6s some planes use 12s but um um so i I did it as like a motor and prop combination like do you like to go with a high kv for small prop or do you like to go uh, a low kv for bigger prop kind of like more power more more speed or more torque i guess kind of give you the comparison for me it's been 12s um just for the power. I just want that. Even on the 570, I remember um, I had the 12S and, and Kevin, you had the 6S and you'd bog and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, go 12S. <laughs> you know, which isn't really the answer, but it's, you know, to the solution. But, you know, it is like a, a Band-Aid, right? Like, just get more power. Yeah. You, you know my answer, 6S all the way. It's, it's, yeah. a, two, it's a two for one flight <laughs> flight ratio. It does, especially me, if I'm just going out there and banging out flights and I'm charging at home, you know, two mm-hmm. 6S packs gives me two flights on E5 versus, you know, one stick pack on a 700. I mean, not looking at cost, but you're overall, you're still, you're still bringing the same amount of batteries, right? Like, I, they're all stick packs for me. I don't have any single 6S packs. So, like, when I charge, I charge them parallel as two 6S, you know, or one 6S, 10,000 milliamps, whatever. So I don't really see a difference as far as like, oh, you know, because charging time's the same and flight times for the most part, you know, are kind of on par. Um, the cost, you know, when you start factoring the cost, obviously it's double the price for everything. All Kevin? right, last, Six, last, 12? oh yeah, Kevin. Sorry, Kevin. Oh, geez. And then yeah. Fred? I really can't make a decision on that right now because I don't really have that much experience with either one, uh, 6S or 12S. I mean, I'm liking the 12S more in the 690 and i'm really liking the lower head speed and trying to do stuff smoother i understand what what todd was talking about last week with that you know mm-hmm. and how that will relate to nitro you should get a you should get take one of your your or get another battery tray for your 690 and just plop a 5000 from your 570 you know well, I, was just gonna, I was just gonna ask that what connectors do you have on a 690 kevin drc pro plus yeah yeah Make your make yourself a jump, and you still you run the castle on that. I don't even think he needs a jumper, right? Don't you have off the ESC? It's not Y. It's you. You're doing the Y at the battery, right? Yeah, I connect the two batteries together, uh, and positive then you, and negative, and then I connect that both to the ESC. Yeah, so you can just connect one battery pack directly to the ESC. Nice. So maybe that's worth a try. You know, or like you have all those battery packs for your five, your five seventy to five thousands. Does the five thousand fit in the six ninety? Like a single five thousand? Do you know? I, yeah, I have fifty five hundreds in it. Yeah, so just get one battery tray and just dedicate that to a low head speed, you know, single like very super lightweight uh, battery, you know, system. Yeah, I can give that a try. And that's and that's where my flight ratio comparison was, Steve. Like I had one stick pack, but most of my helicopters share batteries. From a right. 500 to a 700. So I always mm-hmm. did just, I always did a double batteries on a tray. So right. if I, if I have four or five thousand, it's two flights on a 700 or four flights on right. a 550. So that's where mm-hmm. my ratio came from. That's, yep. that's where I've always leaned for the, the, the single, the single pack. Just more yeah. for me is more flights. Yeah. And, and you hear it, you know, and even like if you think about it, like for a new, for a beginner, right? Like 
oh, what's the helicopter I should get? You know, you get that question all the time. Everyone gets that question that's in the hobby. Everyone's going to, a lot of people might say 700, but really the best ones are around that 500, 550 size that you can run a single 6S pack. Cost-wise, cost, like you were saying, with your, your crashes, your blades, everything, it just becomes more affordable, but you can also fly like a big heli. So, so you know, that's that's actually, I would say, a general per- preference for most folks is that, like, yeah, I don't want to have to spend $275 for this 12S Pulse pack. I can send, you know. Whatever, a hundred and twenty or whatever it costs, or one forty, you know. So that's kind of cool. So Fred, on your 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 aspect of the hobby, you a speed guy, torque guy? Where do you fall with the airplanes? You know what? Uh, mostly the the big prop. Now the exception that now so <laughs> the funny thing with that is okay. So I, I I got bad into my quadcopters and and stuff for a while there, and mm-hmm. gave up on fixed wing. And then I built a Bloody Baron, and I put the uh, seat pack on with a nine-inch prop, and that thing was okay. too fast for me. It, that that moved. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Hmm. It's more of um, you know the big prop, a lot of thrust, be able to climb, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I said, I like I, I like to actually see the plane, so I keep it slow and low to me. That's cool. All right, and the final question: Urcha or homegrown small events? And so on the flip side for airplanes, it's kind of like, you know, Joe Nall, right? That's the big airplane event, uh, you know, that everyone wants to go to every year or a smaller event, right? I've never been to Urcha, so I can't really say. Uh, I, I don't know. What's, what's the biggest event, Kevin, that you think we went to? Flight Fest? Well, yeah, I guess that's, yeah, that is a huge event, a thousand pilots. So, uh, damn, that's hard to say. I like both, you know, I have fun at each. I have fun at both types of events or size events. Um, they all have their own pluses and minus, pros and cons. Yep. Um, preferably, I actually I lean more towards a smaller event. Um, I feel like I could get a little more flight time in, and also um, it's easy to remember the people's names because I don't meet as many. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that helps. Uh, <laughs> The bigger events are, it gets crazy with the amount of people that we, you know, Kevin and I get to meet. Um, and, you know, we're honored, but it's just so hard to keep track. See, I like the bigger events because nobody's watching me do anything stupid. <laughs> but, uh, help, help, but, help. <laughs> no, the smaller events are, are, like you said, that's a tough one. The smaller events mm-hmm. are great because, like, you could just hang out and chill. And although yeah. I hung out and I was pretty chill at, at Flight Fest. Mm-hmm. But I, I actually like the smaller ones probably because. You know, it's, I don't know. I like sm- I like the small events. I I haven't gotten out to a whole lot of events since uh, my last few years. But when I was doing it, you know, we didn't have any small events around here, so I traveled up to Hodges Field, and you had two or three pretty good sized events. You had your big one, which was Seth, and uh, then they had the, the little bit smaller, a little bit lower key ones. Uh, really depends on what you're looking for. It's, it's like the big events, you're going to see more of your friends online because they're making that one big trip. True, um, very true. Mm-hmm. But the smaller events is good because you, you get the, you know, it's a little bit more relaxed. You're hitting the people that you know better and you can have that little bit more of the time with the, you know, on the flying field and, and actually getting in the air. So, you know, it's, I don't know, that's, that's kind of tough because it is two different things completely. Right. Nice. All right. Moving that's- on. Yeah, let's move on to news and announcements. News and announcements. 
Oh, you guys are <laughs> both fired. Uh, Alone, Chris Nut. All three is are fired. Chris sent me a text uh, earlier today. He was like, "Am I fired?" <laughs> I was like, "No, dude." No, it's more. It's more of a laid off. <laughs> it's, it's more of a hiatus. It's, what did he call it? Um, Savannah. Uh, no, no, no. What did he call it when like a police officer does something bad? <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, uh, what the hell's it called? Jeez. Really, you got to go there, dude. Yes. What is it called? Uh, not paid leave, but it was like well, people right leave. now are cracking themselves not up. Paid leave. I don't know. Uh, suspension. Yeah, like I don't know. Unpaid suspension. Unpaid suspension. Yeah. But anyways, news and announcements. What do we have? Well, I wrote TFR is in effect for New Jersey yeah. for most of the month of August. Yeah, it's like from the 4th to the 21st. Like, what kind of horseshit is that? It's the most, and it's mostly North Jersey, I think, right? It's like the complete North Jersey area. Oh, I didn't they, look at they were saying <laughs> They were saying that the Pine Barrens we could fly in, which is like exit 88 off the turnpike. I know I just made a great Jersey, Jersey stereotype. Yeah. There, but, yeah, so... I don't know. That I that was the only thing in, in the news I could think of. I know Chris has usually got a lot more news um uh, about different things when he comes on. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm guessing we're gonna fly either um at Wayne or not Wayne, but what is that? Warwick Field? Yeah. <clears throat> Which is about same distance, an hour and fifteen from us. Or yeah, we'll see what our friend Ed's up to. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else got any news or announcements? Yes. Mr. Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy, Kyle Stacy, told me his flight is booked. Coming home for the Heli Jam. Oh, nice. Yes, nice. I can't wait. I can't wait. Very awesome, cool. man. Yeah, I can't believe anything on this end. It's all right. Slow week. Everybody's out flying. Yeah. Yeah, no oh. worries. Go ahead. Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what's next for you, Nahabi? Fly. <laughs> get, get this uh get this heli jam underway um mm-hmm. play with the mavic more i took a family vacation to adirondacks a few weeks ago and uh brought the mavic yeah, with me so i could get some flying i uh and yeah we rented a boat for the day so i kind of did like a little promo commercial for the boat rental place had fun with the mavic still uh still getting used to it shooting my friend's wedding in october so just trying to get get on you know what settings i like to record in and different light levels and i've I've been playing with D-Log, because I guess if you record in D-Log, you have a lot more options in post-edit as far as coloring and stuff. Because I was shooting in normal, which it pre-brightens everything, but when I try to play the bright settings after, it just made it made the picture look really hot and grainy. So I've been okay. playing, a lot, playing around with D-Log, and it was kind of overcast when we were in uh, Adirondacks, but the post-edit was amazing, because I was able to brighten it up without... Uh, you're deteriorating in the quality of the video so i'm gonna play the mavic some more and then hopefully this is a season to start getting the grandkids on the sticks possibly uh, my dad he finally killed his uh, park zone in verza this weekend mm-hmm. um and we were ready to just light up fire and just get rid of it but i'm like wait 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 let's gut the electronics so right right at the field i tore the thing up i, I wasn't any happier than, than I could be tearing that stupid plane up. I mean, it wasn't stupid. It was a great plane, but the thing would never die. So I uh, ripped out the electronics, called my wife that night. She was at Target. I'm like, bring me home a dollar board poster board. 
And uh, it, it, was, it was funny, you know, it takes me four hours to build a goblin from start to finish. It took me six, five, six hours to d- design this little uh, Dollar Tree, <laughs> dollar tree uh, trainer. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, o- I'm OCD about my build. So I taped a bunch of printer paper together and just threw together like a little three channel high wing trainer out on paper. And then uh, ran downstairs, grabbed a shipping box, made like a little 3D model and uh, in cardboard. And then she got home, traced it all over. And uh, by 1230, I had a little three-channel profile little Dollar Tree foam uh, 3S little trainer and uh, put four flights on it yesterday and one today. Fun little thing. It, it runs off the little Park uh, 180 motor from like the Park Zone QQ540 in Inversa. Uses mm-hmm. a little uh, 3S 450, two little sub-micro servos, and a little, little tiny like 10-amp speed controller. But uh, five-minute flights, the thing's awesome. Quarter throttle, you know, hands off the stick, fly straight as rails. And uh, if we do get the kids flying it, if they get in trouble, obviously we're on the buddy box, but you punch this thing and it's, it's completely overpowered. So like today I, I punched it. It's just full vertical climb. So hopefully get the kids on the sticks and because Logan and Haley have definitely been showing a lot more interest. So with Haley being four now, she's not really a napper. So the days I can get out to the field on the weekends, I bring her with me and she has a blast. My dad's been, my dad's got this little, the old, um, I think it was a blade QX something, little one cell little uh, quad and uh mm-hmm. she's been playing with that so hopefully get the kids on this little trainer i built nice yeah a little nano qx <clears throat> yes yeah yep. she loves it she loves that dish. usually usually she just cranks full full throttle and just watches it go up and then shuts the motor off but her <laughs> hand she, she's still she's still hitting the stick so i give her that nice so what about you guys uh let's see i'm gonna finish up building that nitro that auto machine i'll call it and let's see what else besides that i need to get the garage sorted i i kind of got everything where i want it to be with the garage as far as layout but i just need to sort all the crap i have i have so much tools so many like loose little parts and servos and motors and all wires and all this stuff so i want to get all that stuff sorted uh and then finally you know get my motorcycle give it a good wash and clean and Maybe some Honda polish on there and and get that um, posted up to sell. Get that, get rid of that. Do you have to use Honda specific polish for that? Um, no, but that stuff works really well. It's like a, a spray on wax polish. Love it. Will you be taking it to the polish festival? Um, no, that's your do- your duty. So I'll leave that to you. All right. And then uh, and then work on the 6S Vigan some more. I'm gonna take um, a sheet of foam and. You know, do a little test glass on that and also do a test glass on my existing, you know, whatever burnt out motor one just to kind of see, you know, maybe I'll just take like a little bit of a fuselage and just glass and see what it looks like. Maybe maybe the tail fin or something. Kind of give that a try. Um, Yeah, that's probably about it for my week. Cool. My week is going to probably consist of me finishing the 6S Vigan, hopefully. Nice. maybe, Maybe doing some auto rotation somewhere. Maybe not. Who knows? But I just wanted to, I wrote I wrote something down here because I didn't want to forget. Uh, I mentioned my mom was a little in the hospital on Facebook, and I had a I had a bunch of our listeners uh, shoot me a text and get in contact with me with the phone or uh, you know Frank and James they, and just a bunch of guys were asking how she was doing and she's doing all right. So just wanted to say thanks, guys, for for uh, making my day with you know being concerned about my mom and stuff. So cool. That's it. Awesome. Yeah. It's great to hear. Fred? 
my eggs are done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, if I can clear space off on the workbench, the super bee is the next thing I want to put up there. But for sure, this week uh, I've got a friend of mine that has a uh, farm, and I want to go play around with some of the drones over there and get some aerial photos uh, and and give them to them. Uh, they do a, a fall festival every year, and I've kind of gone over and done some flyovers with it. Uh, and uh, he, he seems to like the images, and I give them to him. So, what's the Super B? That's a flight. That's a flight test plane, right? That's the uh, the, the, the bloody Baron, but the two motors. Twin motors. All right. Okay. That's it. That's mine. Done. All right, okay. Steve. Yeah, it's getting late. What, where am I? All right, let's, wrap it up. Let's wrap okay, it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it freaking up. Wrap it up. All right. All right. We are at 661 Facebook likes. That's plus three this week. Cue the music. I just hope we don't have to say we are at 666 Facebook likes. I kind of want to say that. <laughs> Maybe instead right. of playing the, the theme from Benny Hill, I'll play... Uh, Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast for that one. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Awesome. You know All who's right. going to be that 666 person, right? Anthony Garcia. Anthony freaking Garcia. <laughs> yep. No, it's All probably right. going to be Fred. Fred? Huh? <laughs> no, but Fred, he, he doesn't like, he just follows. <laughs> He's one oh. of those. One of those I like. No, no. <laughs> Things I like. All right. Uh, so the three names are Scott Mann, Per Samuel Hobbies, and Quinn RC. Wow. Sweet. Thank you. Facebook comments. What do we got? So, Steve, you purchased your canopy for the N7 that you didn't get a chance to fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people saw that, and Aaron Breckenbach said, looks good, man. Gina Tucker said she wasn't flying. She was on her way to Urcha. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my post where I said um, it was kind of earlier this week. Like, I'm like, who else is thinking about flying helicopters and blah blah? blah. So I had to post a picture of my N7 canopy there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gina liked the canopy. Said it's awesome. Uh, Russell Bears, Richard Dawson, Scott Brower, Brian Weller said he's going to be watching the real thing at Oshkosh. Uh, Charles Booker said he commented said he loves the Canomod canopies. Our buddy mm-hmm. Dave German, uh, or Gerdeman, <laughs> uh, said probably not flying, but he has a real real Cessna rented. And nice. Mark Ritchie, our buddy from Australia, said he loves that lid, Steve. How was the fit? So how was the fit? Was good? Um, it was good. You know, one thing I love about Canomods um, compared to other manufacturer canopies is um, they pre-drill all the holes for you. So you did have to remount the canopy grommet holes on the back, but the front oval ones, which are like impossible to <laughs> cut out if you don't know, you know, on the Synergy helicopters, like to cut perfectly, those are already done. So it's great. I just popped those on. The only issue I had was that the canopy was, I guess, squished during shipment because they pack it so well that um, I had a little rubbing of, on the main gear, but a little bit of the heat gun with some uh, blade holders wedged in between there, um, strain it all out. And no rubbing. Uh, I really wish I could have flown it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. uh, I really wish I could have flown it this past Saturday because um, I haven't seen that canopy in the area, you know. So um, hopefully this weekend for sure. 
Russell Bear commented that he was flying his N7 this weekend nice. as well. Awesome. So. I also want to make, so since Russell said that, Russell, Kevin and I were flying your old T-Rex 700 Nitro this past weekend. So, oh, so that's, that's right. Cool. Yeah, that's where I came from. Nice. Cool. Okay, website comments. Uh, we got a bunch of emails from Javier. Uh, awesome. Our buddy Javier, who was talking about, um, he was talking about his um, his four twenty. How he's going to fly that again, and uh, he had a. It's funny that he commented that when Chris comes back on the show, uh, we should call the episode "Return of the Flusher." <laughs> but, <laughs> but we uh, we actually didn't plan to have Chris on. It's it's funny the way things happen. Like we'll do one thing on our podcast, and guys will do something on theirs, and we we don't even talk. And this is like one of those things where. You know, he yeah. sent that email to us like uh, a couple of days ago, and we we were talking to Chris. Yeah, when when Todd was coming on the show, I was like, "Chris, you gonna come on the show? We got Todd on." And he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, your, your wife was out, so um, you know, he was on on kids' duty." Um, so he's like, "But next week, you know, I'm definitely coming on the show." So, so it's funny how things work out like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So awesome! Thanks, Javier. Okay, Podbean people. Podbean people. People of Podbean. People who are on Podbean. The people are. The Podbean is made out of people. <laughs> uh, Let's see how many uh, kids know that that reference. Or dude, I'm trying to think about that reference. Soylent Green. Soylent Green. Uh, <laughs> um, my, you just, dude, you just. Put my brain in neutral. I don't know what, what what am I supposed to do? I'm what? thinking freaking I'm looking at Podbean going, it's a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bean cookbook. How to serve Jeez. man. Yeah, exactly. There you how go. To, how to serve beans. Uh. It's a cookbook. Gina on her way to Urcha, uh, who's probably yes. there by now and having some great flights. Like mm-hmm. our episode Back to School with Todd Bennett. So did BVGHJ and so did FJ Mordios. Nice. And BVGHJ, who is AKA Jericho Burn. Jericho Burn. Like, like the episode uh, 84, Flight Fest recap. Uh, also, Nitro Gabe started following us and Solar Heart Kangarang started following us. Awesome. Oh, and, and Nitro Gabe liked episode 85, Back to School with Todd Bennett. That was a good episode, man. Um, I heard a lot of feedback from a lot of people that were like, "Yeah, that was super cool. It was a good episode." So I'm, I'm, I'm like psyched to have him come on the show. Um, yeah, yeah, on a more regular basis, like once a month, once every other month for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Um, just, I mean, <laughs> if you heard the episode, you know, talk and talk. He has awesome, all these great stories, you know, and all this history. So it's. It's just, you know, it's great to have him on the show sharing that, you know, as much yeah. as he can. So awesome. iTunes review. Uh, uh, iTunes, iTunes, yeah. iTunes, iTunes. The, the bane, bane of my existence. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I always forget to bring up iTunes. Um, I, I don't even know why I look at iTunes anymore. Because I ask you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> iTunes reviews? There was a time where you're like, I don't even want to say. You know, leave us on iTunes anymore because nobody leaves us on iTunes anymore. <laughs> there are no new reviews on iTunes. Everybody must be out flying, dude. I think so. It's been some flying season, summertime. Yeah, everybody's gonna catch up in the winter time. 
Yep. All right. So drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Check out our webpage. Say hi to Chris, freefallrcpodcast.com. Chris. <clears throat> Fred, uh, waiting for your bio. <clears throat> Fred, I need to up, <laughs> uh, update your side of it. Fred, I need, I need oh. pictures, pictures in bio. Fred, you're, you're making an assumption that anyone cares about my portion of it. <laughs> I'm sure Don't. they do. You know what it is? I definitely know they do because when we were at Fly Fest, you know, a lot of our listeners came up to us and and you know came up to talk to us, and they. None of those guys fly helicopters. They don't. They, you know, they say I don't really understand helicopters or what you guys talk about. But you know, I still enjoy the show. So, especially with that guy Fred on the show. Yeah, we had a few people say that they think that you and Chris are, and you know, mm-hmm. a great addition to the three of us. Yes. Don't cut yourself too short, Fred. Don't worry, Fred. You're falling suit to the other two knuckleheads. It took six months to give me their bios and pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it by watching them. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. You know that reference. Yeah, stay out of my drawers. Stay out of my drawers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, flight test forums, off the field, audio and video production. Other than flight test podcast, free for RC podcast, next to the FT community cast. Hey, Petrol Mike. Hey, Petrol Mike. Oh, damn, Fred. Thought you were going to try and get it in before me. No, I, I, after <laughs> the last one, I was kind of waiting. All right. All right. RCHeliHangouts.com forums under RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, and free for RC podcast next to the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Hey, Walt Ned. Hi, Chris hey, Frank. Hey, who the hell's updating that? Anybody? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like that one, I didn't do it like the, the flight test. Like I didn't do it every episode type of release. It was more just like, you know, you want to come talk to us, come talk to us there kind of deal. But I guess we should. I don't know. Oh, God damn it, Steve. All right. All right. So who, who's doing the flight test one? That would be me. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to I'll go on the heli hangouts. I'll invest like I'll get like a six pack of, you know, some IPA. Get pretty lit up. Dude, you need to stop night. hanging out on the heli hangouts and still hang out working. and. <laughs> and get 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 things posted there. Okay, I'll take care of that. Hey, uh, Steve, just yes. pull everything that Kevin's already written and just copy it over there. Oh yeah, hell yeah, that's, that's what... all I would do. I'm just gonna <laughs> copy and paste like the show, <laughs> the sh- not the show notes, but like what I post on the podcast, like when I release go. the podcast, and then just go from there. Thanks, Chris, uh, coming back on the show. It's definitely been too long, and hope to. Have you back on the show again sooner rather than later? Yeah, it was, yeah, so, it was awesome to catch up. I'm sure the listeners are going to be happy for the guys who are saying, where the hell have you been? I've been yeah. here. I've been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look forward to seeing you guys at my event in a couple weeks. Yes. Yep. yes and hey. If any of our listeners want to send Chris some uh, some love mail. <laughs> oh, that doesn't Chris. sound right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Box it up, send it to him. No, I, I love getting, I mean, daily I get the, you know, how to's, the setup questions and stuff like that. But every now and then, 
Um, a couple times a month, I'll get just these heartfelt emails. I, I had a guy email me from Australia the other day, and uh, I was blown away. First, he sent me a message on my Facebook Messenger, and then he actually emailed me. And uh, it, was like, it was like a two-page email saying how um, he was in a hobby for a while, and then he actually got into drugs, and he was down in his life to where he was wanting to end his life. And then he actually found my YouTube channel. And some setup videos and bought himself like a Goblin 380. And he said he loves the hobby. And for where I do the hobby, brought him back from like the darker side of life. So I love getting those type of emails. I mean, that just hit that just hit my heart heartstrings. So I love hearing from you guys. Love mail, hate mail, setup yeah. questions. You have anything? Just just go right to my website www.3dandscalerchelicopters.com. Um, that's got a contact me page and it's got links to everything from YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. So I, uh, I answer, I answer all of them. I love them. Jeez. I'm glad he didn't find desk pilots, YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, you didn't, you know, I was thinking in my head, you didn't, you know, do anything about desk pilots. I tried to sleep one in earlier. Yeah. It went, went by everybody. So, uh-huh. sorry, Bill. I love you, Bill. <laughs> uh yeah bill candy. posted something on uh on facebook right on that he was like listening to uh our show the todd Benner episode as he was driving out there at chess uh, yep thanks bill thanks for everything you do yeah no seriously he's got some good videos on his website yeah, or on yeah. his youtube channel yeah mm-hmm. while, while you guys are on the youtube channel topic i want to throw yeah. one out there um, I have lost several hours of my life recently to a YouTube channel user called uh, Musty One M U S T I E One. This damn dirt bike that I got had me going online looking up stuff about you know small engine repair and and other things, and I stumbled across his uh, channel and it's awesome. If you're doing any work on lawnmowers, chainsaws, go karts, you know, you name it, his, he's got some good information on his. You know, you just sit there and watch him tear these things down he goes around and picks up uh old lawnmowers on the side of the road and take brings them home and and, and gets them running again that's awesome geez he can come to my house and have these two i got sitting out here if he wants them but he's yeah, small the- engine repair and stuff like that is that what he does yeah he'll nice. uh, and it's funny because he'll he'll pull it up on this bench he's got and uh he'll show you he says you know here let, when I, before we even buy any parts to put into it this if this this and this doesn't work don't just throw it back out by the side of the road let someone else pick it up and I guess what he does, he fixes it up, turns around, sells them again, and and uh, you know does all right doing that. But the, cool. the, just the just what I'm learning off there has been been good. If you you got engines and stuff that you got, you know, you're beating your head against the wall trying to get running, uh, it's it's a good channel for that. Nice, awesome. <clears throat> all right, well, thanks again, Chris. Thanks to our listeners. Thanks, guys. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Waiting for the plug. Dude, that completely blindsided me. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Well, I'm just, I'm just happy to get a flush that actually flushes and isn't plugged. Oh my god. We lost and we talked helicopters too much. Damn it. Fred, the eggs are done. (laughs) No? What?